With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Well, good morning, everyone. This is Stuart Crawford here in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Uh, good afternoon to our friends on the East Coast. Uh, welcome to another amazing week of Small Business IT Radio here on the Blog Talk Radio Network. We broadcast live at this time every Friday, well, almost every Friday, uh, to the small business IT professional community and to anybody else who's listening uh, on Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to our, uh, to our weekly show. Uh, small Business IT Radio is a, a radio program, internet broadcast, webcast designed to provide information to uh, IT professionals, business owners, who are looking to take in their business to the next level. And we have another great uh, program lined up today. And for our second week in a row, another guest who uh, our guests who are joining us from the Twin Cities. Must be some good water uh, happening there in the in the cities there because uh, our, our week our guest last week was from the Minneapolis-St. Paul area, and of course our two partners joining us today uh, are from uh, are from the cities as well. So I'd like to introduce our our good friends. Uh, uh, first of all, Eric Thorsell, who joins us from Seth Computer Consulting in uh, in Minneapolis. Good morning, uh, Eric, and uh, trust things are well with you. Good morning, Stuart. I am drinking some excellent Minneapolis water here uh, while listening to you talk and looking forward to our conversation today. And tell us about a bit about Success Computer Consulting. What are you guys all about? Uh, Success Computer Consulting in business for about 15 years. Uh, we're a small Microsoft Gold certified partner with 22 people. Uh, we do managed services and a little work with SharePoint and uh, are going to talk a lot today about our great relationship with a local competitor, uh, My Tech Partners, uh, whose CEO is on the phone with us, too. And let's introduce our, the CEO of My Tech, Leif Wildenberg, uh, who joins us again, not too far from Eric. Uh, how are things with you, Leif, and what's, uh, what's shaking in your neck of the woods these, uh, these days? Uh, hello, Stuart. Um, this is Leif Wildenberg with My Tech Partners. Uh, things are shaking pretty good here. Um, uh, we're not actually we're pretty much in the same neck of the woods as as Eric, um, but everything's going fine here. And um, and Eric and I have been working really hard to grow our businesses, and um, be interesting uh, to share that with you guys today. So Eric's been on here. Eric's an old hat at this. He's been uh, five or six, maybe more shows with us, uh, telling the story about success. You know what? And it's what Eric does is great. We're gonna let we're gonna. Not have Eric talk about his company too much today, but Leaf, you're a first timer on us. Welcome aboard. Give us a little bit of history about My Tech Partners, so those people that are listening say, "Yeah, I heard of My Tech. I, I met Leaf, or maybe some of the other guys at some conferences." But you know what? I don't know a lot about you guys. Give us a bit of history about My Tech, uh, what you guys do, the services you deliver uh, in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area. Sure, um, My Tech Partners is uh, going on its ninth year of business. Um, it was started by four guys that uh, came out of a fail.com. Uh, in 2000, and we're a, we're a small Microsoft Gold certified partner. We have 17 employees. 
Um, we do, you know, the, the typical general SMB type work, um, a lot of SPS servers. Um, we have a couple verticals around manufacturing and financial services. Um, and, um, and just in the last probably three and a half years have grown, have grown our managed service business to be about 50% of our total service volume. No, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. So congratulations to you, uh, Lee, for all the work. You guys, your company about the same age as mine, and uh, you know we all have the same uh, the same challenges, the same success stories. But it's always great to you know learn something new, which we're going to do today. And you guys did something unique that maybe a lot of IT partners or business owners would look upon and go, you know, you guys were just crazy for doing that. Uh, you guys came together, did a joint event, and you guys are actually doing more than just a joint event. You guys. Two competing companies working together, and it's, that's kind of an oddball thing. A lot of people don't get that concept. And maybe Eric, I'll have you jump in first and tell us why. Why did you do this, do this kind of thing? What was the purpose behind it? You know, generally, you know, what uh, what did, what was the reason for doing it? Well, Leaf and I work well enough together that he will throw down the BS flag if I get this wrong. I hope. So I think, but I'll uh, I'll say I guess. I, our relationship began, I don't know, a little over a year ago. We met at the Microsoft Worldwide Partner Conference in Denver and kind of warily sized one another up. We were aware of one another, but I don't think we'd really bumped into one another in a competing opportunity that we remembered and decided to have lunch. And I think really when you ask why this is happening, I think it has been a whole bunch of baby steps based on a really trusting relationship. So early in that relationship, after that conference, we had lunch and a couple of meetings, and we just took the risk of trusting one another uh, by sharing the truth about our businesses and what we struggle with and by sharing some of our good ideas with one another. I remember that very early in our relationship, we had just done a marketing event uh, and Leaf's group was about to have one, and we learned a lot from doing that marketing event. Um, sometimes, some of the things we learned from doing well and some from our mistakes, as always happens. But we had some, some notes that we could share with Leaf and his team, and so we just gave them to him. And um, Leaf responded immediately by, first of all, inviting us to the event, and sharing his results with us. So we got to see a kind of a different version of an event to learn from. But also, um, and Leif, I don't even remember whose idea this was, but shortly after that, we had our foreign exchange day where we uh, had our technicians and service manager go over to Leif's office for a morning, and then they came here for the afternoon, and we just opened up our are connect-wise <laughs> to one another. We really looked at how do we run our business and, and how do we plan projects and what works and what doesn't work, and we just agreed that we'd share whatever we wanted. So I don't think there was like some grand plan to go back to your question finally. Sorry about that, Stuart. You know how I wander. That, you know but, what, Eric, um, I've known you for, well, since Minneapolis WPC, who knows how many years ago that was, quite a few in uh, computing world anyways. That's just normal behavior for you, just to kind of ramble on. So I welcome it. So that's good. If you, if you <laughs> okay, want to keep perfect. rambling, keep going. Well, so so really, I don't think there was a grand plan. I think that we just took these steps, and each time we've taken them, I can't think of a time when I've when I've shared something with with my tech partners, or told something to them, or 
collaborated with them where I've regretted it. Every step we've taken has been uh, the payoff or the benefit of our work together has far exceeded any kind of competitive fear that I may have brought to it. And I did have some, but um, and I don't anymore. But um, yeah, I, yeah I, Eric, I can I can dovetail in on that. I think in the in the very beginning when we had our first meeting, one of the things that you know we just kind of looked each other in the eye and said, look, we're just going to be we're just going to be straightforward with each other as this goes through, and if either one of us feels a little uncomfortable, we're just going to tell them we feel uncomfortable. But so much of what we did, you know, anytime two IT people get together, we start to compare notes, and whether it's a sizing up each other's notes or it's really trying to learn something, um, I think that's how some of these first meetings like that, that um, uh, meeting that we had, the foreign exchange day meeting that we called it, um, was more just kind of a growth out of, well, how are you doing this with projects and how are you doing this with that? And, and finally, instead of just talking about it, we said, well, let's just show you and, and then we'll come over to your place and you show us. And I think that's kind of the genesis of a lot of what's happening today started out of those very beginning meetings. So that's great. You guys totally mean, very, very trustworthy uh, relationships. You know, I guess listening to you, taking some baby steps and uh, and then start running and you know or even I look at uh, you dated first and now you're uh, somewhat almost getting married you know kind of working together uh, but you do you do have that respect for each other's business and and least you know one of the things uh, we kind of talked about before Eric joined us on earlier was you know was just uh, you know just having that understanding of what each other's strengths and weaknesses are and you know I'm sure my tech uh, has some strengths that maybe success is not as strong as, and vice versa. Now, how do you play off each other's strengths, Leaf? Well, you're you're definitely right. There's there's you know there's areas of Eric's business that I just go, geez, I wish we could do it that well. And and I think how we're and vice versa. To, <laughs> I think how we're starting to 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 play off that is, in matter of fact, I I just saw an email come from one of Eric's staff yesterday um, to my service manager about trying to sit down and, and figure out more project um, management type stuff. And and so this, you know, I think what's happening is starting to permeate through our staff that we've, you know, we're kind of setting the stage to say, look, you know, here, here are the things that you should feel comfortable about sharing with success and do it openly and, and, and then in, in turn make the same ask um, when you're in those meetings so that we can help grow our business. And, you know, it's, um, you know for, for other people that are in HTG, uh, Heartland Technology Groups, you know, one thing that Eric and I have not shared is financials. Um, uh, you know, we share, you know, what our results are and things, but I, I have yet to see Eric's financial, financials to the bottom line. He has yet to see mine. But, you know, those types of things I don't even think are relative today in our discussions because it's more about improving process, improving our sales, um, our sales management. Um, and so a lot of things have happened since our big event. Uh, we had an event that we co-branded together called Tech Pulse that, you know, um, we leveraged our respective vendors uh, to be able to put on a much larger event than we could have individually as a company. But, um, you know, we're, we're leveraging it, I think, in operational things every day. We're leveraging it uh, from a vendor perspective. Um, we, Eric has introduced us to IBM. 
Um, and uh, from what I can tell, we're early in the stages, but IBM is going to be a very instrumental part of our growth through the end of the year and into 2009. That's so great, Tim. That's great, Leaf. I mean, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't want to cut you off there. No, no. It's so, so it's 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 a lot of different ways. I I don't know if I could quantify it as one way, but it's it's you know I think and I think our staff is now starting to you know take the the lead that both Eric and I have had in in, in a lot of these early meetings through the last year, and and they're starting to see that hey, you know we don't know everything and um if we see somebody successful at doing something um you know why not ask and figure out how to do it and and success has reciprocated that with us very well so eric i have a question for you i mean with all this competition that you guys are doing i'm sure there's some members of your staff that say you know eric are 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 we going to merge with my tech or is there a potential acquisition happening here how do you deal with something like that well you know when the (laughs) To use your language, when the dating relationship was was beginning, <laughs> we were getting to know one another and cooperate on some stuff. I don't remember even how it came up, but Leaf and I had a very quick uh, conversation or part of a conversation where we both checked in with one another and said, where are we going? And we both agreed we have no interest in merging our businesses with one another. Um, you know, the MyTech team that owns MyTech wants to grow their business on their own, and I want to grow my business our way, and we do do some things differently. Um, so knowing up front ourselves that that wasn't on the table was important for us, and then was something I quickly continued to repeat to my staff. And they, they have asked this question of me occasionally, more than once, by the way, because we keep doing more stuff together, and it just seems like we're headed in that direction sometimes. Um, but I'm able to give a really clear, consistent message that says, no, this is not about merging our businesses. This is about taking what we've learned in our peer groups uh, through HTG, which is a huge value to us, and taking it kind of to another level. You know, the fact that we are five or six miles away from each other means we can sit down and do stuff together frequently. And it's a, you know, as for as much value as I get from my, all my HTG relationships, I get a very different kind of value from this one. Um, and, and being local is important. So, so, you know, we talk about things like we're going to be able to do more training this year for our technical staff than we've ever done before because together, Leaf's business and my business represent a much larger uh, potential market for our vendor partners. So we're seeing that IBM is going to do some joint sales training. They're going to totally pay for it for the two of our companies next month. I don't think they would have done it for either of us separately, but together we represent a good opportunity for them. Um, So those are examples I try and give to my staff to explain where we're going, which is not to merge, but we want to grow fast and profitably and provide really great products and services to our clients. And my tech, I think, wants to do the same thing. And this relationship is part of how we'll be able to – it gives us a lot of the resources, I guess, or allows us to stretch resources to make that happen. Yep. Yeah. And and you know the you know I, I I totally concur with Eric on that is and you know the other part of this you know that's the cooperation part but the the competition part also is something that is kind of um, you know been developing a little more I guess it would be more 
prevalent in how we're leveraging this relationship to actually, um, you know, bring uh, healthy competitiveness amongst our, our, our staff and our two companies. Uh, for instance, we're, we're doing a, a joint call, a cold calling uh, campaign here over the last three weeks. We've done it every Tuesday. I think we have another one again next Tuesday. And where our staff, our sales staff, gets together and, and we are targeting a very specific market with a very specific message, and our sales staff, side by side, in the same area, is making cold calls and then taking a break, reporting back what their successes, what their challenges are, how to improve that process. And over the last couple of weeks, we've, we've seen um, a significant shift in one, our results, and two, how we're approaching it. And, and uh, salespeople are competitive. But um, you know, my, I sat down with my sales staff yesterday and said, should we continue to do this? And they said, you know what, cold calling sucks, but doing it this way makes it a lot of fun and it's going to net results. Um, and so we're, we're taking the competition part and the cooperation part and kind of pulling those really together. And I think we're, we're going to see some, some incredible things happen out of, out of that part of this relationship. Would you agree, Eric? Oh, absolutely. I'm so glad that your staff said they want to keep doing it. I was nervous what was coming there. But, yeah, cold calling is not fun. And I don't, I don't know about – I don't think this has been a big thing with my tech. It has certainly not been a part of how we've been growing our business. But at a certain point, what I keep hearing is, in our industry, if we want to grow, we have to ultimately have you know, feet on the street, cold calling, finding new relationships. And the competition piece that Leaf talked about is a really important thing because – it comes from a place of, first of all, very high level of respect for one another. You know, our team really thinks that MyTech is an awesome company that does great work, and I think they think we're probably okay. <laughs> so, no, I'm just but, no, I mean, we really respect the quality of the work and the integrity of, our, of one another's business, and our salespeople do too, and we both know that the other guy is doing something really smart that we can learn from sometimes, and... Um, so the competitive piece comes from a place of real respect for one another. And I think that the other part of what makes – and we even talked uh, – you know, one of your people, Leafs, commented to me this week when they were doing the call blitz, they talked about how important the accountability, come, the accountability is. And so in HDG, we talk about being accountable to partners. You know, if we were internally here at SCC to say, we're going to do a call blitz on Thursday – and all of us are going to sit at our desks and we're going to do this, I think there's a very high likelihood that the whole thing would collapse before lunch if we even got started. You know, but because we're doing it with my tech, we show up and we focus on it because we're competing with them and we also want to look good and we want to contribute properly. So the accountability is huge. And I think you know, when you actually do what you say you're going to do, then you can get the results you say you're going to get. And, you know, between the two of us, we had, was it nine appointments scheduled this week with new kind of mid-market clients. We're both trying to move up the chain a little bit from smaller clients to include more kind of mid-market clients. And so these are big, important leads for us. And between our two companies, we got nine new appointments this week that would we just never would have set those appointments at all. At least my group wouldn't have, wouldn't have done it if we didn't have the accountability piece. 
And it irks well, me that Eric's, Eric's group set more point, appointments than us. So. Yeah, to be clear, we set five, they set four. <laughs> well, that's the, that won't that's happen. The, well, that's, a, that's the competition part of it, right? Right. <laughs> it won't happen again. So, Leif, maybe I'm going to ask you this question because I know it'll come. I know a lot of partners are probably thinking about the back of their mind. Goes, is there any risk of my tech employees jumping ship and, and joining Eric's team and vice versa? Um, well, Eric and I have made it. Uh, you know, have come to an agreement that that that, that will never happen. Um, I won't hire one of Eric's employees, and Eric won't hire one of my employees. Um, so. Um, uh, I would to answer the question. No, I, I'm not afraid of that because I, I just have the highest respect that Eric's going to to honor that. And in our staff, you know, in our conversations with our staff, that we you know have talked to to, to them about this is we're, we're going to say, hey, you're going to see some really cool things at success, um, and uh, you got to take our really you know good processes and and if they're asking and and it's it's something that can help them grow their business, then offer it. But um, you know the grass is not always greener on the other side. Um, nope. Hopefully that, that yeah that we uh, that um, you know we grow the businesses together and we become a force that we couldn't be um, in in this market. Minneapolis is a huge market for the um, you know the small and the the um, core mid market. Uh, there's there's a lot of competition here, but the opportunities are are huge. And um, you know if if there's something that that our employees see over at success that seems to be working better or seems to uh, to them to be a, a better place. Um, I said, tell me what it is. I'll see if we can make that environment here or we can figure out how to, to do that. And, and quite honestly, one of those things is our IBM relationship. I had one of my techs come to me and say, you know, when I, I had brought it up as, hey, you know, success is using IBM and uh, one of my techs came up and said, look, I've worked with IBM products before. I love them. Um, I really wish we could do that. And we now are an IBM partner looking to be heavily invested with IBM as we move forward. Well, that's so. wonderful. I mean, it's, I mean, I guess if you look at it like any competitor that's out there in, the, in your marketplace or our marketplace, if one of my employees is going to look elsewhere, what do I need to look at internally to to make that to, to fix that? So. I, it's great that you guys got a working relationship out there and you're, you're, you trust each other. Eric, what about clients? What happens if one of uh, you know least clients just call you out of the blue and you you have no idea? Uh, have you have you taken steps to uh, prevent that from happening? Well, I got to tell you, and maybe you know your listeners will think we're we're foolish for this, but currently, Leaf and I don't have any written agreements about how this works at all. We're we're really basing our relationship on the on our understanding of one another's integrity and um, and our respect for one another. And so having said that, I think we've talked about this um, before. You know, if we had someone call and we were selling to them and then we realized it was Leaf's client. Well, actually, that did happen. Yeah. That's right. So I was out on a sales call with one of our salespeople. It was a pretty small opportunity and talking to them about their small business server, and their IT guy had just left, and uh, they were looking at outsourcing. And the, the process was going pretty well, and at the end of the meeting, um, they had mentioned that, that I think their email was hosted somewhere. And we asked, who do you host it with? And they said, I think they're called My Tech Partners. And my sales guy, Matt, and I kind of slumped down in our chairs. <laughs> and I just said to the client, 
wow, you know, they're an important partner of ours. We'd want to be really careful about how we would deal with this, you know. And we recognize we may have wasted an hour. <laughs> um, in that particular case, I, I think I called you, didn't I, Lee? Yeah. Or did I call Nathan? But I, I think called, you called me, but yeah. And, and Leaf, do you want to tell him what you told me? Take him. Yeah. <laughs> they they were a client that, that we've been trying to close for a year, and they hadn't moved. And we were like, um, look, if you can get this customer to you know get on the system they need to get on, we know all their problems. Matter of fact, I think Nathan even dumped all of his notes out of ConnectWise <laughs> so that your salesperson had everything to go from. And, um, you know, it was the right thing for the customer to do, to be on the solution that both my tech and success had had um, uh, proposed. It's just they were slow to make decisions, and uh, Eric's group was much more efficient at losing the opportunity than we were. Yeah, it only took us a few weeks to lose that opportunity. It took us a year. <laughs> So that was that was where our coopetition relationship gave us information to help us know to drop that effort a lot earlier than we might have otherwise dropped it. Another story, though, is very early in our relationship, we had a client where, to be frank, our service was really poor. We were really we were making mistake after mistake. You know, not responding to phone calls quickly, and just you know those classic service mistakes that that. I think probably get everyone from time to time, but we were really doing poorly, and the client just had informed us that they were going to end the relationship, which always feels like a little bit of a sock in the gut when you hear that message. Um, and I've heard it more than I care to, but um, in that case, I just asked them, who are you going to talk to? And um, they told me, and I said, you know, I'd really encourage you to talk to my tech partners. I said, when I, you know, knowing you as I do, understanding your needs and the technology you work with. These are people who have a high level of integrity and who are providing really great service, and now they're a client of my tech partners. So I feel good that I was able to refer this frustrated client to a vendor partner that, with whom they've been able to build a good relationship. And, um, you know, if I want anyone else to grow in this town besides my business, I want it to be my tech partners. <laughs> and so that would be another example, I guess. But I just think in your example, Stuart, if someone were to call and we figured it out, I would tell Leaf right away and we'd talk about what to do. Right. And, and, and we, uh, you know, having had our joint event together where we brought 200 of our customers together to one event and there were uh, success computing solutions there and my tech partners solutions there um, and it, it was a high likelihood that one of our customers could have said hey you know approach success and said I want you guys to do our SharePoint implementation or um, I, I need to I want to look more at this WatchGuard product or an IBM product because at that time we hadn't fully engaged with IBM um, so it you know it was a very high likelihood that that could have happened and Eric and I before that event said you know, we're just gonna we're gonna look at every opportunity that comes out of this, and if it's if it's a better fit for my tech, it's gonna be my tech. If it's a better fit for success, it's gonna be success, and and just be really honest about it. And we were very honest with our our customers that showed up to the event that said, look, we're not gonna merge. If you're a my tech customer, you're gonna still be a my tech customer, even if you want a SharePoint implementation or or products or services that success. We'll either partner, or we'll figure out how. My tech can bring that into the fold of their services or vice versa. Um, so 
surprisingly, I don't know, Eric, for you, but surprisingly, there wasn't very much of that, um, uh, you know, having to address those types of issues. Our customers kind of got it. Um, yep. That, you know, if there was something that they saw, they just needed to come to us. I think uh, our I, customers saw it as a strength that we took that risk. Because I, I know, I mean, in talking to some of your customers that day and you talking to some of mine, I, you know, I think they respected the fact that we respect one another <laughs> and um, that that we are we're working hard to bring them more value that way. So I don't, yeah, I, well, I was and, sure there would be some of that kind of weird. Well, and, and so moments, many times our, our our messages to our customers, both Success and MyTech, is we want you to have the best solution. And if that means that we look outside of our core competencies, because we can't be everything to everybody, um, and you know, a, a lot of people give that lip service when they when they sit in front of a customer, like, oh, you can put in whatever product you want as long as it, you know. I, I think by by actually taking the step and and you know being there with a competitor side by side and presenting something um, spoke more to you know what we what we say than actually we're actually doing it instead of saying it and a lot of the feedback came from our customers was was exactly that is is you know not only do you say that you want the best solutions you're willing to put your competitor right in front of us and say look if they can do it better than we can then let's have them do it um so i the the whole special event that you guys had come up there the Tech Plus or Tech Pulse, I think you called it. Yep. How did how did the vendors um, respond to you guys working together and you know going to market together? You know, knowing that some of you may have joint vendors that you work with uh, together. I mean, how did that all? How did they respond to that? Maybe Eric or Leaf, or Eric, you take that first. I think the answer was overall they were really positive about it because it represented some scale for them. You know, they were able to get in front of a larger audience. I think the answer was a little different depending on the vendor you talk to. You know, we had competing vendors there in some cases. You know, MyTech works with SonicWall and we work with WatchGuard. And, and you know, that was new for some of those vendors to have to experience that. Um, but I don't know, Leaf, do you think it was a problem in the end? I don't, I, I, I don't think in the end it was. I think, um, you know, we, we, we were expecting them to extend the trust that we have uh, between my tech and success a little bit, and so I had some conversations with Sonicwall and and some of the other vendors that are our core go-to vendors, and I had to have some sit-downs with them and say, look, this is you know this is going to be good. You need to understand you know the benefits that you're going to get from it. Uh, but overwhelmingly, after the event. Um, Every single partner that I talked to that was there, which were some of Eric's uh, go-to partners also, said that there was more buzz, there was more activity, there was there was just uh, it was just a, a, an event that they wanted to participate in the future. Uh, so, um, if there were any apprehensions, which I could understand, there might have been going into it. Uh, you know, when we do Tech Pulse 2009. Um, I think we're going to have to be selective about some of the vendors, um, and uh, because I think there's they're going to be knocking down our doors more than us going to them and asking next year. Yeah, I would agree. 
So, guys, how, you know, both of you are members of HTG, the Heartland Technology Group, separate groups, mind you, but uh, all part of the core uh, HTG family. Uh, Leif, maybe I'll turn this over to you first. How important was HTG in facilitating you and Eric coming together? Um, I don't think so much in facilitating. I mean, we did meet out at WPC, um, which was an HTG um, kind of all – uh, event. I think we went out to dinner and and but uh, so from the facilitation standpoint, not so much. But from being on the in in a common place from a business standpoint, I knew that Eric, being part of HTG, had a commitment to growing his business, as I did. And so right there, I think was the catalyst of the connection that here I'm sitting across from the uh, table of a man that wants to grow his business um, at, with the, the same uh, river that I want to do that. And so um, so there was common language or common understanding at that point um, where I think I was able to take down some of my guard of who I normally would have be in competition with. I, I told Eric a, a story, I think in that early in that first meeting or, or very shortly after, is that any any time that I ever came across a competitor in town, I would gather as much information as I could about them and whether it's their you know, their slicks that they hand out to their customers and I would put it in a folder on our server called Access of Evil. And that would um, be open for all of our all of our sales staff to know. Here's who here who, here's who you're selling against. And after our first meeting, um, there was some just really good vibe that happened, and um, you know the the trust started to happen. So um, I moved them to a folder I call Switzerland. It's a neutral area for for people. And after our first, one of our first sit downs in our office. You know, I had to actually, for the very first time, create a folder called Allies uh, for local people, and and that's where Eric sits now for us. I truly believe Success Computing and Eric's whole organization is an ally to my tech and, and really is going to help me grow my business. I love Eric, that story. <laughs> I, well, I, I kind of I wanted to leave that little pause for effect there because it was very touching. Uh, Eric, from your side, you know, how do you see the whole HCG influence on? Because again, I think from what I understand, you know, a little bit of a plug for HCG because we're all members. It's all about the whole go-giver type attitude, like playing out here big time. Because uh, you guys are giving a lot more to each other than you're receiving indirectly. Uh, so how I felt about how did HTG contribute? Is that basically oh. what you're asking? Or? or even how some of the, the the learnings that we pick up in our peer groups, how did that affect how you guys started working together? Well, when I met Leaf in Denver that day, I was immediately terrified and intimidated. <laughs> I was nervous. I was like, ooh, this is like, these people are really like us. You know, They're right in our backyard and they're they're the same size as our company, and they're you know they're kind of at the same level of maturity as a business, and they seem so professional, and people really like them, and I you know all of my fear and insecurity about you know my business and myself made me really put my guard up. 
I remember that HTG all meeting and shaking your hand and smiling and thinking, oh, God, i got to get out of here. <laughs> and um, so one of the things HTG did was put me in a room where I had to meet this guy who, you know, the idea of meeting local competitors intimidated me. I was afraid that if they got to know me, they'd know how weak we were. You know, that they'd just be able to run us out of town because all my bad, dirty laundry would come out. That was my my visceral reaction to meeting Leaf. I don't know if I ever said that to you, Leaf. You're a nice guy. It wasn't your fault. <laughs> but, but I was really nervous. And then I remember the second time I saw you, Leaf, was still in Denver at some rooftop party or something like that. And we just chatted with you for a little bit there. And we agreed to get together for lunch. And I, I wasn't as nervous then, but I really, um, I didn't come to this relationship thinking, what a great thing, we should really get to know them, and won't it feel good, and won't it be a healthy thing for my business to spend time with this local competitor? Rather, my reaction was to flash through my mind all the things that could go wrong by even having shaken this person's hand. That's what I really did. HTG introduced me to him. HTG also gives me some sense of, you know, this sort of foundational sense of security in relationships that say, we agree to a code of conduct in HTG, whether it's in writing or just understood, that we're going to be professional and that HTG members are people that we will not, I, I mean, I could just not intentionally do a wrong to an HTG member and expect to stay in HTG. You know, I, I mean, it gives me some sense of security. And so by the time we got to lunch and I realized these were just other nice people trying to, you know, struggle through running a business like me, I remember our lunch and we were talking about the struggles of hiring a salesperson, I think. And we just sort of opened up to one another the way that HTG people do. So for me, it gave me this sort of it gave me some assurance that taking the risk of being open was worth it. Um, but I think that the reason our – I mean, HTG gives us a model for sharing information, but I think the, the reason our relationship has really grown is we really respect one another. And so engaging in this kind of relationship with someone really requires, for me, having a partner like my tech who does seem really closely matched to us in a lot of ways, but who also seems to be really ahead of us in some ways. And one of the things that Leif and I talked about after, after our foreign exchange day, I think it was, we both said, wow, I just feel like we just took so much from you guys and, and didn't give much back in return. And the other one of us said, yeah, that's exactly how we feel. <laughs> and so being well-matched, I think, is – and. And, and having someone who really truly is very competent or at the same level of competency as us. Um, I'm sorry, Leif, you're, you're ahead of well, us. I, I, I agree. I, I, think, I, think, I think there's some, there's some unique chemistry um, that is really making this work, and I think some of those are exactly that, that we are very closely matched. You know, if, if, if success was three times or four times our size, um, it, it may not – the things that we talk about may not be as – as you know, dead on to the point. Um, but I, I can't think of a discussion that we have had in the last year, Eric, that um, we haven't both kind of gone, "Yeah, I'm having that same thing," or "I just got through doing exactly that that you know that particular problem." 
and um and i so i i think i think you know some of the key elements to why this is working is the fact that one we you know we started in with very small steps and and the trust did have to build um but once we got that foundational trust down it's all about a lot of the synergies of our company that we're kind of in the same spot in the same world we're both looking to the same type of growth um uh uh mechanisms and and markets that we're looking at there's there's just so many synergies of our company that it's it's really nice to look to another business owner that is five six miles away that i can pick up the phone and call and say let's go go grab lunch or let's sit down and talk about this and not have to necessarily also wait for my hdg meeting that might be three months away um uh you know so there's it, it's just a totally different engagement than in hdg but has a lot of the same similar foundations so, guys, I think we may have a, a caller coming in for a question. Somebody joining us from the 661 area code? Hello. Hello there. Yeah, I'm just uh, um, enjoying the discussion, and uh, I've I've thought this way for years. I've been involved with the wind power and uh, other energy uh, technologies, and uh, I was intrigued by the name of your, your group, uh, you know, with small business IT, um, you know, the business owners have to start thinking more like networks and, uh, you know, develop more automation in their in their approach to networking and, and less competition between competitors, as it were. Um, we found that, you know, um, like these wind and solar guys out here in California can nickel and dime themselves to death you know, if they collaborate, they can go after bigger projects. So, Leaf, maybe yeah, we can um, turn that question maybe around a little bit here to fit what we're doing. What is what is what are you guys doing now going forward? Uh, go to market type uh, activities. Are you guys doing any, any joint marketing besides? Yeah, what you well, did with I, I, yeah, I, like like I alluded to earlier, we're you know we're we're together right now in a in a Microsoft. Um, uh, marketing program that's going to the the core mid market. Our sales staff is working together um, every week on on calling into that market and then sharing the ideas and and as we set appointments, um, you know we'll be we'll be sharing you know our successes or failures in that also. Uh, another thing, Eric, um, you know I, that I don't think we mentioned yet is. Uh, we have strategically gone after the same customer here right now that um, both my tech and success are trying to win the uh, same opportunity. And part of that process is, you know, when, when the deal is signed, if it's signed by my tech or success, is we're going to sit down and do a postmortem on that and say, okay, so why did my tech lose or win that? Or why did success lose or win that deal? And look to improve the process for both parties as we move forward. So what really spoke to the customer? What was, you know, you know, what, how could, how could one of us improve the, the process so that if, if we are presented with that same type of opportunity in the future, that we can close some of those gaps out. Um, so, so stuff like that from a go-to-market or a marketing or, or strategically looking at a proposal mechanism, um, I, I think are, are things that we're working on that, that could do that. Have, um, you know, there, there have been talks in the past of, you know, if success, 
uh, or my tech needed to backfill. Um, you know, I, we, we've kind of floated some of those ideas. I don't think anything, any opportunity has really come up where, you know, if, if we're overstaffed or, or understaffed that we could uh, either give our resources or um, use some of success resources. Um, we haven't done that yet, but I, I don't see that that would be a problem if we were either one of us were, uh, you know, face that situation. No, that's great. Uh, I'm just going to see if our uh, our caller had any additional comments. Any uh, any other questions or comments at this time? I just, uh, you know, want to let you know that, uh, um, as I mentioned in the chat room, we're doing a, a show on, uh, um, uh, you know, with an IT you know, professional from India that is part of uh, the clean tech um, seminars are doing next month, which is targeting, you know, training green awareness for IT professionals. And so that's, you know, that's an area that you're interested in. Um, you know, feel free to tune in and, and uh, you know, call in or, you know, or comment uh, in our discussions and I'll listen to the rest of your show off off uh, offline. Great. Well, thank you for that, uh, for that comment there, and yeah, we'll check that out for sure. So, guys, we have about 15 minutes of our scheduled time left. Maybe I'll just turn it over to, uh, to Eric quickly uh, here. And, you know, Eric, if, if somebody from, you know, was listening to our program, saw you at the upcoming ConnectWise conference in Orlando, and said, you know, guys, I was very moved by the program that you guys had here. I'm a little nervous about what I need to do to go forward. Um, if, you gave me, if you can give me some tips, some advice, what would you what would you say to this person, Eric? Hmm. Well, um, about, you know, I uh, you know, about working together I working together in the community. I mean, working with a, you know another partner in their local city. Yeah, I guess one of the things that that is really fortunate is that for me is in doing this is that I stumbled into a really great relationship. So if I had decided first, I'm going to partner with a competitor. Then I guess I'd have to do. I'd have to really think about how I find that competitor to partner with, um, because I think, you know, as I was saying before, I, the whole relationship depends on having a really high level of respect and trust for that other business and that other business leader. And wow, if I ever questioned that, that would make that would bring my fear back really fast. Um, so I'm I'm just really lucky that the relationship began not not with the intent of a colla- doing some collaboration, but just getting to know Leaf and his team. Um, so I guess maybe the you first know, piece of advice I would give is you've got to get to know some of the partners that are in your own market. Go ahead, Leaf. Sorry. Yeah, I, I was going to say, Eric. I don't. I, I. I really, on your part, don't think it, it was luck. I, I think, um, you know, one of the things that y- you kind of have done more than than we have at my tech, and I, I, we're we probably is is you've been out. You've put yourself out in the community, and that's an initiative that we have kind of really tried to do in the last eighteen months. And and I, I really don't think it was so much happenstance or luck that that you know we met i think it's because you have actively been doing this for for a while and in the last 18 months we have actively put ourselves out into the community and um anytime that i talk to any it 
company in town here. Um, I, I try to, as much as I can, um, you know, give them whatever information that they're they're looking for. If I can help them grow their business, you know, I, I think you know it all comes from part of a maturity too that happens is when we first start our businesses. You know, we think we're we, you know we know it all and and we're going to change the world and and that we're doing things in a you know special and unique way and there are probably a lot of things that you know we do in a special and unique way but the bottom line is is we're all IT companies and we share 90% of what our problems are and our successes are we 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 have in common and um and so you know really kind of taking the wall down of thinking that all of your competition is you know, you need to be fearful of and um it's it's really more about you have to look at your competition as the opportunities to grow your business and and so you know i i agree that, that with eric from the standpoint of get out there make yourself available but eric i don't agree that it was happenstance i think it it was very purposeful um interaction that you had with people i think the happenstance is that we connected um and I wouldn't necessarily connect with somebody like Eric um, for every company. Um, you know, it's, it's about the relationship. Just like we talk about with our customers, the reason why my tech customers are my tech customers is because of the relationship and the rapport that we have built with them. And, and that also addresses a lot of the things about our customers. Um, you know, I'm not worried about our customers leaving and going to success because they don't have the rapport that I have with my customers. And I think we're just building on all of that relationship and taking it to the level of being able to talk to to a competitor. And Eric and I have developed that relationship, and that's why we are where we are today. Well, that's great, guys. I mean, I really commend you on, uh, you know, what you've done in your community. I wish that happened more often, and uh, I still think in today's world that you guys are the exception rather than the rule when it comes to working together in the local community, so you know, hopefully we can push it out there that uh, we, and maybe maybe it happens more often than we you know that we are aware of. Uh, let local comp- competitors work together and, and become uh, become become partners. I'm sure we can see that some probably in some of our Microsoft user groups and things going around that some people are actually working a little bit closer together. Anyways, um, you know, I I want to um, you know wrap up the program here. Uh, Eric, any last-minute uh, thoughts before we uh, shut the program down for today? You know, I mean, the only other – I was just reflecting on what Leaf had said and on that last question, and I guess the thing that that I would suggest, in addition to getting out there and getting to know local competitors or local partners um, uh, in you know in our own market, the one thing that happened, which was really, which I loved about getting to know the people at MyTech, was we did not bring egos with us. You know, we really brought humility to those conversations. And that really, well, I think that really expedited our ability to share, to identify what the other one needed help with, and it really helped to build trust fast. And I think that's so, it's hard to do in our industry for some reason. I think we all, you know, when we begin our businesses as one or two people, we do think, like Leaf said, that we're the only folks who know what we know and we have to guard everything carefully. And and I think that's wrong. Um, and so being able to show up together and just say, 
yeah, I had this really cool thing going. I'd love to tell you about it, and I'm really struggling here. Do you have this struggle too? And just being really genuine, I think, builds uh, a quality of relationship that makes this kind of collaboration possible. And so it takes practice, I think, for me to be able to do that well. And, um, well, like I said, I didn't come to this relationship with that kind of confidence. <laughs> I, um, I think uh, one of our uh, one of our lifters there comment on the chat room that humility humility is the key and having a willingness to learn from others. It's, uh, it's so key to success in everything that we do. Uh, Leif, any last-minute closing comments from your side? No, I, I, I think Eric nailed it on the head there, is is, is that, um, you know, w- when we sat down, you know, and, and started to build a relationship, it, I, I don't ever think that, um, other than in a teasing manner, ego ever ever comes into into our discussions. Um, you know, it's uh, uh, that's I think that's probably the 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 most foundational uh, part of it is that we can we can look each other in the eye and say, hey, I'm doing really good at this, or I really need help with this. And and uh, you know, if, if you can, I think in any relationship, if if you can talk at that level, you're going to see great things happen. Great, and that's a wonderful way to uh, to close up our program today, guys. I want to thank you very much for taking some time out of your day to uh, come and share your experiences with us, and I wish you uh, best of luck as uh, as your relationship matures. And uh, Eric, and I'm sure, Leaf, I'll see you, uh, may see you in a few weeks here uh, in Orlando at the ConnectWise Conference. But thanks, guys, for uh, for taking some time out of your day to uh, come and share your experiences with us. So here on Small Business IT Radio, and we're all about feedback. Please send us your feedback. If you have any questions for Lee or Eric, instead of handing out their personal email address, just send it to me at info at smallbusinessitradio.com, and I'll make sure it gets sent over to the right uh, the right person. I uh, want to update you about our schedule here a little bit. Uh, next week we have a wonderful program uh, with uh, Phil Keneally from ACES out of uh, Iowa and Brad Kowarchuk from Brayland Technologies, another Canadian partner. We're going to come on and talk about uh, what IT professionals and what IT service companies can do to remain competitive in today's high expense market. You know, fuels are high, uh, especially here in Canada. Uh, you know, office rents going up, expenses are going up. How do we remain competitive in today's highly expense market? Hey, one of the, the last hours, one great way to do that. On the 19th of September, we have the authors from the Go-Giver book on come and share uh, their book and what the, the lessons from their look, the five uh, laws of stratospheric success. So join us on the 19th of September for that. And on the 26th of September, we have Eric Simpson coming on to talk about the best IT service delivery book ever. Eric's got a new book out there, and it's available uh, at his uh, website, mspu.us, on pre-order right now. And we're going to have Eric on the 29th of September to come and talk about uh, that book. So lots of great archives available at smallbusinessitradio.com. This show will be available through iTunes and download uh, after we complete today. But go and check on some, a lot of the other programs that we've uh, done in the past. Subscribe to us via iTunes. Send us email, info at smallbusinessitradio.com. We always want uh, feedback on how we're doing. And uh, it's the only way we're going to get better. So thanks to uh, Eric and Lee for joining us. Stay tuned uh, for lots of great other programs. And, we'll, and check our website out at smallbusinessitradio.com. And we'll look forward to chatting with you guys all again next week. Until then, have a great, successful week.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.